Ned, how are you on this Monday evening? Doing just great. It's a beautiful October evening. We have a Monday night football. And if I'm not mistaken, Joe, you correct me if I'm wrong, this is the only Monday night game the Chiefs have on the schedule this year? I believe it is, yeah. So the, the only, only time one. will be on at 5 p.m. in the evening. On a Monday. We're all uh, we're all bright-eyed and sober right now. So. At, at the moment, <laughs> yes. At the, at the moment. We'll, we'll see how it all winds down. How are you doing, John? I'm doing well. Glad to be back and, yeah, a lot yeah. of things to talk about. Yeah, we were off last week. Technical difficulties kept us from being on the air. <laughs> oh, you yeah. thought maybe we were all fired, but not. <laughs> now, now, before you go <laughs> on, didn't work we out the were way. here, though. We yeah, were here, we yeah. Were here. We, were, we were here. We were here. Mm-hmm. Josh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. It's nice to be here in prime time this evening. This yeah. is this is fun. You got your Bama hat on? Of course I do. They had the week off? They did. They had a week off. All right. Let's start with a simple question for everybody sitting at the table tonight. <laughs> What's right with the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, they are still a football team. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say their uniforms look good. Yeah. <laughs> they will take the field tonight. Mm-hmm. Guys, I think we're they're the victims of some really bad publicity and maybe some overhype on the part of the media and the part of the fans expecting a little bit too much. We've said it time and time and time again on this show and others. This is pro football. All these teams have top quality athletes. They're not just guys you went out of the corner and picked up. These are all guys who played a high level of college football, who have outstanding athleticism, and there are many of them. And what's happened, in my opinion, is these teams have caught up with Kansas City through the draft and maybe some astute coaching. But, hey, the playing field, while was not equal earlier, uh, maybe two, three, four years ago, because the Chiefs were innovative, it's become a little bit more even now, and teams can beat them. It's not going to happen tonight. New York will not even be on the field. Oh, wait, I don't wait, think. wait, 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 wait. I don't do that because when you say something is a lock, you are almost always wrong. You started out a little while back going, you know what? Chiefs won't get blown out. They got blown out. They got blown out. They got blown out last week. Well, yes, they did. <laughs> but but I can't see that happening tonight. Uh, with Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee had a weapon, Derrick Henry. They stacked against him, so Tannehill picked the defensive backfield apart. You could see that. Well, the Giants do not have that kind of weaponry. They have good players. They're not great players. But Saquon Barkley, who would have been in that capacity, he's not playing. It just is not... It doesn't really match up very well for New York. I think Kansas City wins this, but we'll go into that a little bit later. What do you think, John? I do have something right with the Chiefs that I can go to. So you Don't know, say Dan Sorensen. No, 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 not at all. Actually, <laughs> someone, someone much different. So, you know, I noticed when I went to the, the game a few weeks ago, the Sunday night game, I mentioned a name. And since then, he's just not stopped the momentum. And that's Nick Bolton. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie. He is not playing like a rookie. He leads the National Football League in tackles for loss. He didn't even start when Hitchens was still available, and he's fourth in tackles overall. That kid, yeah, Derrick Henry had 86 yards rushing last week, but boy, did he have a lot of two-yard gains that got stuffed by Nick Bolton. It's Nick Bolton, he's a linebacker, isn't he? He is. Well, then that's a problem right there. <laughs> I mean, well, let me tell you, straight up, that's a problem. Sure, any, defensive, any defensive coordinator will tell you, on runs, if the linebacker is making the stop, <laughs> there's a problem. It but is. 
they would also say it's better that the linebacker makes that stop than the D backs. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so different levels. You want yeah. your offense, yeah. you want your defensive linemen to make that stop. Yes, you want them mm-hmm. to clog it up. And then it's the linebacker, and then, you know, your last resort is the but, safety. But, Joe, you'll also see that in most box scores, it is the linebacker who leads the team in tackles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What they do is they crash. When they do, they also leave a very vulnerable sp- uh, spot yes. in the defensive backfield. And that's what they did last week against Derrick Henry. I don't think they'll do that tonight. I think they'll retain their position as such. And you're right about uh, Nick Bolton. He has played outstanding football. And he's going to have to because Hitchens, who calls the defensive signals, is not there and That's may right. not be for the rest of the year. That elbow injury is a whole lot more serious than they say that it is. Josh, what's your thoughts on the Chiefs? Anything right there besides Nick Bolton? Their uniforms look good. I like the color scheme. Um, I don't know. I hate to be such a grumpy Gus about, about the Chiefs, but, man, they just – Week in and week out, it's tough. It's tough to expect beyond what we're getting because it seems to me like they're not doing anything to fix the defense and the offense is trying to force it now more than they were. It's not coming to them as naturally as it was, probably for the reasons that Ned was saying. You know, teams have figured them out. These are all professional athletes. Uh, And so I see them forcing plays, which are leading to these turnovers and miscues and mistakes. And, yeah, so I don't know. Are you going to blame the media like Ned? No. Blame the media for everything? No, I'm not going to blame the media. (laughs) We are the media. Not everything, just almost everything. There you go. (laughs) That was a terrible performance last week. It was awful. It was a terrible performance. The the defense looked terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. The offense looked terrible. They've looked out of sync since the first week. Mm-hmm. They just not have, have not looked for themselves. And I, I wanted to bring this up to you guys because I, I was interested to see the reactions on both sides of the ball. Patrick Mahomes says, I've got to play better. Mm-hmm. Tyra and Matthew screamed at the fans. Yeah. What's your thoughts on those, those two reactions? Well, for Mahomes to say he has to play better, I know what he's doing. He's accepting blame, but wait a minute now. You're not the only person on this team. There are others, and everybody has to play better. And I think maybe Mahomes may have lost uh, the the context of what the team aspect of football is. And uh, that may be one of the reasons why they haven't played up to par. But he, you know, a leader takes things on himself. But he does that with every single game. The leader does that, and the leader knows he's the leader, and Mahomes knows that he's the leader here. But is he ready to handle that that uh, burden of being the leader? Is he a Tom Brady? No, he doesn't have the experience yet. He's only been in the league for just a few years now, and uh, the fact that he is young, he is impressionable, the fact that he has done, and I'm not, please don't misunderstand, I'm not laying blame on him for this, but he's made an awful lot of money out of football in commercials and things. Of His attention span may have wavered just a little bit, and, and it would for all of us if we were in that case. He's got to refocus on himself, what his duties on the team are, and what his charge is from the coaching staff and the front office and not overstep those boundaries. Yeah, he can play better. That's fine. He can be. Everybody can always do something better, but he has to have Defensive support, too. He has to have a leader on defense. There, there are a number of aspects to leadership in football. It isn't just one person. Mm-hmm. John, what's your thoughts? Uh, two things. Um, first, continuing on with Patrick Mahomes, I think what I'm seeing more than anything else is 
the Chiefs aren't getting it done anywhere else. And I think Mahomes, you bring up the inexperience. You have to remember this is still a young quarterback. And I think sometimes people lose sight of that with the MVP and the Super Bowl. He is forcing the issue so much. Passes from his back. Runs that he probably shouldn't be trying to get those extra yards. It's going to take a toll on the team. And I don't blame Patrick Mahomes, but I feel like he's thinking, I'm the guy. I've got to turn this around. Now, as far as Tyron Matthews concerned, what he said about the fans is inexcusable. I'm a big fan of his. Defend him a lot. I, this probably isn't a popular opinion. If I was the owner of any professional sports team at this point, I would say your social media account is deactivated <laughs> during the season. You can reactivate it afterwards. While you are active on my roster, your account does not exist because this is such another example in just this train of stupid comments that come back to bite guys like this. And it's a heat of the moment comment. He apologized, but at the same time, it's inexcusable. You can't take it out on the fans. Cut him. I would have cut him. I would have just, because you know what? Yeah. He's not playing that well. No. So what difference does it make if you, I, I think you're, the Chiefs are at the point of maybe going, all right, let's try some young guys. Nick Bolton obviously getting in mm-hmm. there. Let's, let's see some of these young guys. Let's see what they can do because these other guys are not getting it done. And, Joe, that may happen, but it'll be later on if they're out of contention and things like that. Sure, I can see that, but not right now. You don't want to get rid of a, an old pro who's been around. Here is here we're going to carry this to another level now. That is one of the major problems with social media. It is a knee-jerk reaction People's and and we all do it. I'm mad at him. I'm going to take it. <laughs> it happens. That's the way, and it can't. It right. because it doesn't allow for a level amount of thinking. These guys are not dumb, but they do react to circumstances that really rankle them for the moment. Instead of sitting down and making a rational decision, should I even say anything at all? And the answer is no, not at all. Josh, your thoughts on uh, what's going on here? Well, I, you know, I respect Mahomes for, for taking that stance, saying I need to play better because he does need to play better. But Ned's right and John's right. He's not the only problem with that team. But I feel like this is this is an opportunity for him to try to become more of the leader that mm-hmm. we think he should be by taking responsibility, taking it upon himself. But he's got he's got to deliver. And that's he needs to stop trying to force the issue like he's been doing the last few games. And just let the offense run. Now, I've never been a fan of Teron Matthew because <laughs> he played for LSU. He was a loud mouth there. He was. He got in true. trouble there for being who he is. And with the Arizona Cardinals, he had his FBS. issues. And yeah. so this does not surprise me a bit. <laughs> and I agree with you, Joe. I would have cut him. Uh, just interesting take on the whole thing. I've been, uh, just interesting to see how the two sides played out. You're listening to Ned Talk on Water 4.7, the cave, your local live sports talk show, about 50 minutes away from the start of the pregame show. Let's talk about one word in particular that's been coming to mind for me when I see Patrick Mahomes play, and that is trust. Mm-hmm. And I do not feel that he trusts his offensive line. I don't feel that he trusts... Tyreek Hill anymore because we've seen I think it's now three interceptions where the ball has deflected off Tyreek Hill's hands and been intercepted and I think the only person that he feels comfortable with at this point is Travis Kelsey. I think that's probably right. Kelsey is sure-handed, and the passes that Mahomes can get to Kelsey are very—they're true. They're right because there's nobody around him. Mm-hmm. He can throw them right to his chest. In Hill's defense, 
the passes that have been deflected have not been very well thrown. They've been behind him. There's ones where he's tried to reach and probably shouldn't have. But come on, it's a it's a game of football, and you don't yeah. really think, oh, should I go for that? No, it's a reaction. Mm-hmm. So in his defense, I don't think it's really fair. But the passes have been hurried, and I think you're right about that offensive line. I watched the other day Orlando Brown playing. This guy's a quality football player. Comes mm-hmm. over from the Baltimore Ravens. Out of Oklahoma, big kid, big, uh, very personable young man. Boy, he was beaten on virtually every play by the Tennessee Titans, almost every single play. And you you can't have that. And there, the confidence from the quarterback has begun to evaporate. His pocket is not quite as solid as it used to be. He's leaving it a little bit too early. And the other guys, the center, Creed Humphreys, going to be a very good player, but he's mm-hmm. a rookie. And then you have the others up there on the line. And I'll tell you who did play, did play very, very well last week, is Eric Fisher, who is a former chief. Right. Come on, <laughs> people. Let me ask you this question, though, because uh, Orlando Brown got moved when he came over mm-hmm. to play for the He's Chiefs. He's playing there outside, a, yeah. There was a, uh, a knock on him, I guess, with the Ravens, or he played for the Ravens, mm-hmm. that he um, he couldn't handle the left tackle spot, which is the one that really protects the quarterback's blind side. Mm-hmm. So he was in the right tackle position, and he said going into the season, I'm going to show everybody that I can handle this, and so far... You can see that Patrick Mahomes is still running. He, I think, he's running from the Super Bowl. Well, he has. He has been forced, forced out of the pocket. He's been forced out of any protection that that offensive line. It's not on every play, certainly, but it is on key passing plays. And you've seen the result. He's either uh, scrambled or he's thrown errant passes, and they haven't been accurate because he's throwing them too quickly. And the individuals, the receivers, uh, have not had a chance to run their patterns. A lot of these plays, Joe, are position, kind of a global, uh, what do you call it, global satellite thing? GPS. A GPS. That's how you throw throw it to a position, the guy's supposed to be there. But they aren't there. Right. And as a result, you're seeing a lot of incompletions or a lot of hurried passes that have arrived before the player gets there. it's, It's just an inconsistent level of football at the moment. But, guys, it is only the halfway point. There's a lot to a lot to be excited about. I know you guys are pointing at me and saying, "Look at Mr. Pollyanna, the 80-year-old Mr. Oh, Sugar Man over here." Come man, on. I don't think you're a Pollyanna. I just think that that it's funny because you said it's only the quarter point of the season. Now it's only the halfway. No, it's halfway. Did I say quarter no, no, point too? Before I'm saying in the past. He's like, a is it time ago. to is it time to panic yet? No, we're just four games in. But I, I will panic on the 16th game of the 17th game. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. We, we, we talk about the game and in, in, uh, the, the sense of quarters is what, how we've described it over the last couple of seasons. They lost. They ended up 2-2 two and two at the end of the first quarter. The second quarter of the season, the best they can do is 2-2. Two and two. They could go 1-3 and three if they lose tonight. No. And then you say that. Do not say that because well, they won't get blown out. The Chiefs' offense is too good for that. Three points last week. So now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Suppose in the in the almost impossible situation that that does come true. You, you say me. any given Sunday. Are you throwing me off the show? No, I'm not going to throw you off the show. I'm just going to say, take everything you say with a huge no, grain I'm of salt. I'm glad you said that with a grain of salt. I thought you were going to tell me to shove it somewhere. No. <laughs>
Not in public. We're all still friends. Uh, We're all still friends. Not in public. But it it really doesn't get any easier for them because the the third quarter of the season, the first team they play is one of the best teams in football, Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after that, they get the Las Vegas Raiders. You don't know what you're going to get with the Raiders. No. And they're going to play the Denver Broncos. You don't know what you get with the Broncos. I would char- I personally would chalk both those up as wins. I think the Raiders have played well. Mm-hmm. And they I surprisingly played well without John Gruden. I thought they might be a little bit in disarray. Mm-hmm. And when when we were picking and going through the season a little earlier, I had both those games going to the Raiders. I flipped and now I'm going both to the Chiefs. The one that's a real puzzler to me and I think will, will be the real test for out of this stretch for the Chiefs is the Cowboys. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't know what you're going to get there. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott's a little banged up right now. Rush played extremely well for them last night. And as we've always said with the show, one of the things that the Dallas Cowboys have smartly invested in over the last few years is offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you can see Dak Prescott, who I don't think is a great quarterback. I think he's... I think he's an average quarterback, but any quarterback that's given time and has very good receivers that can get open and has is protected, they can complete passes. All these guys are top-level athletes, as Ned said. These mm-hmm. are the best of the best quarterbacks from the college programs. If they get protection... They can complete passes, and that's what we see in Dallas. Look at the uh, Simeon kid coming in in relief yesterday. Uh, he's, of course, Northwestern Big Ten Conference. But here you get Cooper Rush, who is a MAC, Central Michigan, yeah. Mid-America Conference, still Division One. But here are guys who are capable of coming in and playing. That's the quality athlete that the NFL is getting. They're not just... Joe uh, Humpty from over here at uh, whatever, Siwash hey. U. <laughs> no, they, they can play the game. They're mm-hmm. all pros, and that's really why I base the uh, the Chiefs' alleged demise. I'm not sure it's uh, quite as significant <laughs> as you guys seem to think it is. It's a matter of everybody catching up with them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the league's caught up with them. I just think that there's um, they're just not as good. I mean, I think they're, I think they're older. In a lot of places, a lot of key places, especially defense, I have never been sold on their two powerhouse defensive linemen. I just, they've never been that impressive to me. They're not game changers. I don't think they strike the fear. I don't think anybody goes, oh, Frank Clark's over there. I got to watch myself. I just <laughs> don't feel a few like years ago. Yeah. They did. Yeah. A few years mm-hmm. ago. And uh, Chris Jones, I don't think anybody sits there and is, and, this, and Beyond that, they're the two big names, and then there's a lot of names that Chiefs fans know. Dan Sorensen, Tyran Matthew, Anthony Hitchens, guys that have been around for a long time. And in baseball, we'd use the term serviceable. Mm-hmm. But that's about all. We'll not argue with the fact that Clark and Jones have certainly not lived up to the great hype uh, that the uh, – that we in an isolated area were uh, told about and so forth. I remember the first notes about Jones were, my gosh, the man is huge. He's six seven, three hundred and some pounds, wingspan of about a hundred feet. Nobody's going to get around him. Again, it's hype, folks, and you've mm-hmm. got to show it on the field. Clark, and I think I told you guys the story I was reading about. The headline, and it was Clark's 
contract needs to be restructured. I thought, who wrote this? He, he's bad. Well, that's what it was about, restructured mm-hmm. down, down, not up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious, Joe. It's, and I don't think you can discount the effect from the Super Bowl last year. No. I don't think you I can. Totally I think agree. psychologically that is in every one of those guys' mind because they were world beaters up to that point. Yeah. And I think the fact that Mahomes ran for his life, no matter how tough that offensive line is, he's going to have that in the back of his mind from that caliber of a game. And I I think this is a lot of the effect. I think they are out of sorts still from that. John, one of the key statements I heard, I must admit, I've forgotten who the ex-player was who made this on one of the other networks the other day was, you know what about the Chiefs? Nobody is afraid of them anymore. That's exactly right. They were, they're not now. Mm -hmm. We're about 40 minutes away from the start of the Chiefs pregame show. Stick around with us right here on 104.7 The Cave. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Ned Reynolds clearing his throat on the air as we... <laughs> Did I clear my throat? I apologize for that. I Second segment of the show your local pre pregame show first of all i want to start with john what was the uh what was the exact verbiage you used a minute ago when you were describing when you knew the chiefs were going to lose <laughs> last week i i think i said i knew we were flambéed whenever <laughs> whenever derrick henry completed the pass Man, i think my that's heart, exactly my what heart I said. just skipped a beat for a second there yeah, <laughs> yeah just just absolutely skipped oh, a beat oh is a that right there is no 7 second delay oh horrors <laughs> no seven. We, we did have one put in but they took it out i need a 30 they moved, second delay they moved with it this to another station here in our group that needed it more than we do <laughs> All right, so uh, let's look into the future. Let's talk about the game tonight. Mm-hmm. They're going to play the football giants, who are not a very good football team. <laughs> I use the term football loosely with the giants and team. I uh, haven't been very good for a while, so this is a good place for the Chiefs to get well, don't you think? Ask you a little bit of history here. Do you know why they are termed the New York football giants? Because uh, people in New York are pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> it dates all the way back to the 1950s when the New York Giants were also the baseball team. Right? Yes. And uh, it was the likes of Howard Cosell and Al D. Rogatis and all those old announcers back then who used the, they threw the sport in there to, to clarify what the two of them were. Oh, you're right, Joe. I, I liken this game, and I think it's probably going to be the way it goes, to when the Chiefs played the Washington football team. It'll be maybe relatively close for the first half. New York will get out there. They're not going to roll over and lie down for this team. They'll get out there. They'll play tough. They may experiment a little bit with defensive packages on Mahomes to see if they can shake him up. But down the stretch, the Chiefs are just simply too better. And in the second half, they'll they'll kind of flex their muscle a little bit and beat them by maybe a couple touchdowns. Mm, okay, a prediction earlier. Well, I haven't given a score yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's say the the dirtiest word in Chiefs Kingdom right now. And that's Spagnola. <laughs> right. It's the dirtiest word you can say in Chiefs Get him Kingdom. Out. Are you are you surprised at this point in the season that some adjustments have not been made? 
I'm wondering if they can make them. Yeah. That's just it. Do they have the personnel to be able to put somebody else in to occupy the role of, well, for instance, defensive end and linebacker? Do they have the key personnel? And they may not. You might remember the big trade or the big acquisition they, they made is Josh Gordon, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a bad acquisition, but does it help the defense? Heavens, no. no. And that's where the defensive, defensive, well, all aspects of the defense do need some additions, and they have not drafted for those positions. I think therein lies the problem. Is that Spagnuolo's fault? That's hard to say. How long? The guy he replaced, Bob Sutton, mm-hmm. was an outstanding football coach. Yes, he had troubles with the defense. Is it his fault that they were there? Sutton, my goodness, his coaching pedigree is outstanding. Here's Spagnolo who comes in, and let's dial back a little bit to 2013, I think it was. New Orleans Saints, dead last in defense in the NFL, and who was their coach? That's right. What do you know about that, sports fans? What do you know? Anyway, it's probably not all his fault, but... Who can you get? Who are the the key elements? What kind of an individual can you get without trading away your whole franchise? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I Is it arrogance, though, that the Chiefs have not made some adjustments around here somewhere? Even if you don't have the personnel, there's things that you can do to kind right. of shore yourself up. And they don't see you know, blitzing more. Yeah. Is that the answer? And, 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 I, and we saw a couple of seasons ago they went to blitzing more, and it seemed to help. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, the MVP for the Chiefs defense tonight is Daniel Jones. So it's <laughs> honestly, no offense to him. He's an athletic kid. I like him. But, I mean, the Giants are in a sorry situation. He's got five TDs, four interceptions, and not to mention there's a guy named Saquon Barkley that plays for the Giants. Do you want to know who the leading rusher is? It's Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah. So if there's ever a time for the Chiefs defense to excel and get back right on track, it would be tonight against this football team. You know, we uh, we watched some pregame. Look, I'm not a coach. I don't I don't profess to be an NFL coach. I don't profess to know the ins and outs of the game the way those guys do. They are paid for it. We watched a couple of preseason games. There were a couple of kids, and I can't remember their name. Both one was a uh, was a defensive back that played stride for stride with some guys. Now, granted, this was third and fourth quarter in preseason, and there was a mm-hmm. kid, and I can't remember his name. Is Tim something? And he uh, had been on the roster the last couple of years, and they were calling his name constantly, mm-hmm. and they were playing him full game, and then they cut him mm-hmm. right before the season started, and I was like, what? These two guys are not on the roster, and they were making some plays. Now, again, against players probably closer to their level, but they were showing a desire that they wanted to be out there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mark this down in the arrogance category is where I'm going to put it. Ned, what do you think? Well, you, yeah, you can put it at that level. That is true, but there are so many variables that go into keeping players. Heck, you have... How many? A hundred individuals who are out there vying for these fifty-three positions on the team. You've got to. You've got to unload some. There are some franchises that stick with their players for several years, and you know those players get old pretty quickly in in football. You've got to yeah. have that top level of speed. And there are others who jettison what they have and bring in all new blood. I'll tell you who the genius is, in my opinion, is Belichick. He does this with the Patriots year in and year out. Sure, he's got to get rid of some of the top players. That is true. But so much for emotion. You want the players. Now, are the Chiefs 
may be guilty of not doing that down, there's there's reason to suspect that they are. Maybe they should have uh, unloaded some of these players before and brought in a fresher, newer talent of defensive player. Right now, it's not working, though. That defense hasn't, except for tonight. I think it works tonight. Their depth is is terrible, too. Uh, we I pulled up the depth chart here, and their linebacker core, they play base 4-3 defense. Four down linemen and three linebackers, pretty common around the NFL. It's either 4-3 or 3-4. And they've got Nick Bolton. Anthony Hitchens is out. Mm -hmm. Willie Gay is back. And then they have three other linebackers. One of those is going to have to step into Ben, it looks like a B, Ben Neiman. But after that, they only have two more linebackers for tonight's game. And then even they're a little thin on the defensive line, and their secondary is even worse. Oh, yeah. They've had Traveris Ward is questionable tonight. Uh, Rashad Fenton is going to get a start. Of course, Tyrant Matthews will be out there. Juan Thornhill will be playing. And Legereus Need. Daniel Sorison has been relegated to the bench. But, it, mm-hmm. you know, where do you guys play armchair quarterback? Andy Reid calls you, says, Ned, well, you're, you're our guy. You're taking you're taking the place of Spags. What are you going to do? Well, nothing this year. I don't think you can revamp them. I don't. <laughs> That's mean not that. what they're hiring you for, though. No, Dad. no, 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 no. I don't think you can change them up at midseason like that because the personnel's not there. And would it require a change in defense? Yes, surely. Mm-hmm. You, everybody knows they've got to put more pressure on the QB. They've got to start doing that line. But keep in mind now, when you blitz, you also sacrifice mm-hmm. part of your defense. You're blitzing your linebackers. That leaves the middle wide open. That's where I think the Chiefs are going to excel tonight because the Giants will try to put pressure on Mahomes. And there's Kelsey all by himself. Well, you have to have the horses to be able to do it, and I'm not sure they do. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, some of the... Some of the highly hyped individuals coming in and not playing worth a blast. And again, I focus on where we are. We're isolated. We get only one level of information. There are 31 other teams out there who are also trying to win. And we hear about thus and such and so and so being the all-time great and all that. And please, I'm going to suffer for this. Mitch is down here every every year beforehand, for, and that's what he's supposed to do. He preaches the gospel of the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's great. Everything's great. But is it really right. great? That's just it. All right, John, since Ned won't answer the question posed in front of him, Spagnola's out, you're in. What do you do? Uh, the first thing I do is increase Juan Thornhill's role because he's got the speed to make up where Matthews lost a step. He's already in for Sorensen. And the second thing I do is blitz, blitz, blitz. Here's the point you're at in the season. Yes, Ned, you're absolutely correct. It's going to leave guys over the middle open. But I'd rather get beat there than by the long passes they're giving up otherwise. Get some pressure on the quarterback. Get something going. You don't have to stick with the scheme the entire season, but breathe some life back into your defense. Mm-hmm. Get these guys some of their confidence back and then see how that plays on. What do you think? Josh, job's offered to you. What's you know what, you know you what Josh's answer is going to be? Bring in the entire Alabama right. football team. <laughs> Alabama's defensive line. So I think you've got to go to a 4-3 because mm-hmm. you're getting – They are 4-3. They're 3-4. Four, four, they're 4-3. Three, four. Four, four, that is what it says right here. Base 4-3-D. Oh, well, then they need to go to a 5-2. <laughs> they've, they've got to do something right. They've yeah. got to either stop the run on a more consistent basis or stop the pass on a more consistent basis. Mm-hmm. I truly don't think they've got the horses to stop the pass on a consistent basis. But they still could be able to jam the middle 
and shut down the run on more teams than they're doing. That's the first thing I would do. I would move. I would move these people back to their strength positions and stop moving them out of position. Mm-hmm. And then there's got to be, like you said, there's got to be some hungry younger guy, some practice squad guy that wants to play and is going to put out maximum effort and make a name for himself if you get him on the roster. That's how Sorensen worked his way into the lineup, so sometimes you've got to tap those guys if they're doing well. All right, we'll be back to talk more about the Chiefs, maybe slide in some football. It's Ned Talk. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. We're about 19 minutes away from the network taking over the pregame show with Mitch Holtis, Art Haynes, Dan Israel, and the crew. We've uh, given a lot of grief to the the defense. Let's turn to the offense besides Patrick Mahomes, which... I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I I think that what you're seeing is a guy trying to do too much. And also, yes. a little bit of what Ned says, the league catching up with him in certain ways. They A lot of teams have sold all out on double-teaming Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have faith. He doesn't trust his offensive line. He doesn't trust... McCall Hunterman, he doesn't trust Byron Pringle. He doesn't trust, we were just talking off air, Demarcus Robinson is their, he's their third wide receiver. I can't remember his name being called this season. I mean, I'm not even sure if the guy caught a cold, <laughs> let alone a football this year. Very so, rarely. I mean, so let's talk about that. You know, how do the Chiefs improve offensively? I mean, they don't have a running game at all, period. No, and that's the injury to Hilaire could not have come at a worse time for them. So but they didn't have a running game with Hilaire. Well, but at least there was something. Now you really don't have that. And I'm going to be honest on Byron Pringle and McCole Hardman. I know Mahomes doesn't feel he can trust them. And I know they've had drops and fumbles. But at some point, the only way you're going to get their confidence and feel comfortable is if you keep going to them. So ride them until people start covering them, and then they open up your other two targets, Kelsey and Hill. Do you think the Chiefs go away from their running game too soon, Ned? I don't think they really had all that much of one. Mm-hmm. He was, um, uh, Edward Solaire is there more of a, a kind of a decoy than anything mm-hmm. else. I don't mean that in the literal sense, but hey, you hand off to him, that sets their little stack for him and all that sort of thing. Then you pick him apart over the middle. Well, his absence, as John just pointed out, is really critical. Now, the Williams kid who is in there has has run well, uh-huh. but he yes. is, he's not the threat that a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, and that does make a difference when you're you're not stacking your defense for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a Derrick Henry or what used to be a Derrick Henry <laughs> running for the Tennessee Titans, that's how you, uh, you aimed your defense at stopping him because he's the primary objective. Well, with Mahomes, the primary objective is, of course, the pass. That's what you've guard, got to guard against. And uh, a, a running game would certainly help to offset that sort of thing, and they do not have that right now. They what also are missing, guys, the Sherman kid, the big blocking back yes. there, the fullback who was mm-hmm. called on maybe once or twice a year to run the ball. The sausage. Uh, nope. But that, but the yes. sausage could block, and that's yes, a key. Yes, he could. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
you're seeing a lot of times, too, that that chip block that's supposed to come in to help protect the quarterback is not there mm-hmm. a lot of times. A lot of times, too, it's the design of the Chiefs to throw that, to have that guy outlet and release a little bit early, but he's got to he's got to chip somebody before he releases, and we're not even seeing that. Let's talk about the offensive line. This revamped iron curtain that they were putting up around <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, which has not been so iron. It's it's not been good. Yeah, I'm I'm still going to give them credit where credit's due. They have not played that badly. I mean, you go back to the Super Bowl last year; it was atrocious, and yes, there were injuries. Has it been great? No. You've got a lot of new guys fitting into a scheme. Alex Smith and Travis Kelsey doing some man love oh, on the TV right. right now. Yes. Yeah, I thought I mentioned that. No, I think, you know, Humphrey is a rookie. He's done a very amicable job. Brown is a capable player, but again, he just really hasn't protected the blind side like they've hoped. Wait a minute. Let's stop. Amicable and capable are not words that I want to use. <laughs> Or you have used no. to describe the guy that's protecting your billion-dollar quarterback. I, no. He's still a rookie, so you've got to expect mistakes. I mean, he he looks good. He looks like he will be a perennial all-pro. And to me, that's why rookies don't typically start. Mm-hmm. Duvernay <laughs> Tardif. He's there. I'd play him. I agree with you, Joe. He I needs think. to be in. Yeah. yeah, and I think Patrick Mahomes trusts him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucas Niang is not a starter anymore. He's lost his job. Austin Blythe, uh, the guy that was supposed to do the snaps this year, he got beat out by Creed Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Nick Algretti, they've got a little bit of depth at the defense, at the offensive line, so you could see some changes being made. But most, well, they're still sticking with those guys. guys in at the very least for motivation for the veterans. Well, the thing about it is we don't know what's going on on the sidelines and in the practice sessions and things like that. I don't know what the rating system is that Reed has. Thus and such didn't practice very well, so we're going to move. All that may figure into it. We just simply do not know. But, no, you're right about these guys. They they have not really been there, and nor have they contributed all that much. But I think the offensive line, more than anything else, is all so new. Now, they shouldn't be new now. We're eight games or about to be eight games into the season. But, again, establishing a rhythm and a cadence to an altogether different quarterback now, you're not used to playing with a guy like this, may involve a whole lot more from what we know. Mm-hmm. Well, special teams looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they need to adjust moving the pocket to try to continue to protect Mahomes because obviously he's a mobile quarterback. He needs to be watching film of Lamar Jackson, seeing what he's doing. Because I feel like Lamar Jackson has found a good balance between w- looking to pass but but realizing when it's time to run. And I think that Mahomes has probably been told since he got into the NFL, you don't want to run, you want to throw, which is true because that prolongs your longevity as a quarterback. But I think at this point, if he's got – I feel like he's got more opportunities to make positive plays by running if he can protect the ball better than what he's doing. And I don't think that he – I think he's forcing a pass instead of just running for three or four yards and being done with it. And so I think that's another thing that the offense needs to adjust. What do you think, Ned? I mean, do you I, – I think what Josh says is very valid. Well, there, yeah, there's a valid point to it, but do you want your million-dollar, or in this case, billion-dollar quarterback running the ball? This is the NFL, and you're taking chances now, and we've seen it on injuries – 
And the more that he runs, the more prone he's going to be. Heck, he got kicked in the head last week at mm-hmm. Tennessee. Fortunately for everybody, it was not serious. But these things can happen. They can happen on any play. It is a rough physical game. No, I, I say uh, no. Running's got to be very limited and really only in a desperate situation for him. He's got to throw. He's got to practice the the art of keeping his timing and getting those receivers free. There's so much to it, so much more to it. But I would be against his running on a regular basis. John, come on, break this tie for us. As, uh, <laughs> are you going to agree with Ned or are you going to agree with Josh and I? He needs to run a little more. Yeah, he's run a lot, though, Joe. That's yeah, the problem. Just, he's not running in the right direction, though. Well, I right. understand He's running that, around I mean, in circles. It's, a, not, it's not effective running. It's, it's panic running. It is, but I mean, you know, I made that joke about Daniel Jones, and I can't tell you how many games this year Mahomes has been the leading rusher for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It, it's not any better. Well, look at Josh Allen, though. And Josh Allen effectively runs the football. He does. Very effectively runs the football and is also a passing quarterback. You can do both. You can. Yeah. And you can be, you can, teams can be scared. I don't know what he's going to do. With Mahomes, they know he's going to throw. He's going to, and that was one of the things that first impressed me about him is a lot of quarterbacks come in the NFL that are younger, athletic quarterbacks, and they're there to run. And you see over time, those guys spend a shorter amount of time in the NFL, like Ned's point. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing this new breed of quarterback that is smart enough to go, you know what? I'm not going to helicopter into the end zone like Bullwinkle the Moose for <laughs> Denver Broncos. I'm going to slide and take, get down, and I'm going to make the pass when I can make the pass. But, I mean, I was impressed with Josh Allen and the way he played. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's a very good QB, and his offense is built that way. The uh, offensive scheme is for the line, the offensive line to develop that running game. I don't think it is with the Chiefs. It's designed to protect the passer. And not, not doing that, though. Well, <laughs> and, but not for him to run. Fail. When he's running, guys, when he's running, he is not running with protection. He's running because he is forced to. Let's right. let real quickly, because we have to go to a commercial break, but real quickly, some of this lay at the feet of Andy Reid. Because you, I mean, this is Mike Martz all over again. Because it's like they are so one-dimensional. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's what got his his career in Philadelphia was very good over a number of years, and then began to slide a little bit. And a lot of that was because it was not defense-oriented. Mm-hmm. It well, it's not offensive. even that offensively. They are. It's they're going to pass. Yeah, they're going to pass. pass. They're going to yeah. pass. They're going to pass. I mean, and that's hard on your offensive line because they hate. The pass block. They love to run block. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's hard on your it's hard on the athletes on your team because th- every play they're going full out because it's a pass play. But you do what the boss tells you to do. <laughs> well, sometimes the boss is wrong. Yeah. We'll be back in a few minutes. Ned Talk. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Join your home for the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. The Chiefs take on the Giants in Monday Night Football. Pre-game coverage starts at 5 p.m. with Ned Talk. Touchdown, Kansas City! It's brought to you by Fazoli's, My Dentist, Watson Metal Masters, Chevy Dealers of the Ozarks. 
Dirty Real Estate and Queen City Motors. You're listening to the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, 104.7 The Cave. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. We are back on the air and we are... Time for our picks. Not our noses, but our picks for tonight's game. I'm, I'm so glad the show wasn't on the air last week because we uh, we were here. We were here, actually. Ned made me pick, and I said Chiefs win because I thought they were getting their act together. And I actually picked the score right oh. for Tennessee. I said, <laughs> oh, I, I said, I said 31-27. I didn't think that... You know, if you just add a one to that, I was right. Correct. 27 to 3. Well, you get yeah. half a credit for that. All right, Ned, let's start with you. Who who do you pick? I pick the Chiefs to win tonight, and I'm going to say it's a, a ditto mark of the game against Washington. I'm going to say the Chiefs maybe get started slow, maybe a close game at halftime, but probably pull away and beat the Giants. I'm going to say something to the uh, oh, in the in the realm of a 31 31 to 14 victory for the for the Chiefs tonight. If the game is close, that's not a good sign for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. All right, John, what about you? I'm going to go Chiefs 27, Giants 9. I do think they'll they'll get up early and then they'll let their foot off the gas. Josh, I think that the Chiefs will win and I think they'll win by a touchdown. I think uh, but only be, a touchdown. Yeah, I think it will be closer than it should be, which is why I'm still in panic mode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, maybe that that Washington game is a little closer than I. Uh-huh. And the Eagles game is a little closer than uh-huh. I care for. All right, I I I don't think the Giants can win. I I'll say that right up front. I think the Chiefs will win the game tonight. Easy, but I don't think it'll it'll be anything that'll settle fans down. So I'm going to say 17-7. That's going to be my pick. That's for all the scoring you see tonight. That's all. Mm. Well, the offense is bad. The yeah. offense is bad right now, and and I just I you know they'll get up by 17, and then Andy Reid will take his foot off the gas. So <laughs> doesn't want to embarrass the Giants. <laughs> so that's just the way that I see it. We'll be back on the air on Sunday next week. What do we got next week, guys? We, we got Green have Bay the Packers. Gr- Green Bay Packers, Packers, and that's a 1 o'clock start for us. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, it is not. Has they, have they flexed that game? It's a 3.30. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is 3.30. I was looking at the pregame start. So, Are you correcting me? Oh, oh I correct my. you all the I correct you all the time. <laughs> Mitchell Schwartz is available, by the way. We're, we're oh, just sitting Mitchell here in the commercial Schwartz. break okay. looking to see who's available that the Chiefs can pick up to try to help things out. Quentin Dunbar, come on, guys. Start giving the Chiefs a call. If you missed out on the show, you can download it as a podcast. Ned, I'll see you next week. John, I'll see you next week. Josh, I'll see you next week. Guys, have a great time. We'll be kicking off the game in just a few moments.